Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, guys? This is Justin. Uh, you have got us at So I Married a Movie Geek. Um, I know that Chrissy usually uh, does this, but we're doing things a little bit differently uh, this week. We're getting ready for Christmas movie season by trying out a new game that we tried out several years ago on the show. It's called Fantasy Movie Draft. Do you like fantasy sports drafts? Do you like movies? This kind of combines the two of them into one thing where you basically draft your favorite movies against other people who also have similar Christmas movies. So big thing is we have a selection of awesome podcasters this week from Potter and Family. Hashtag Potter and Family because it's Potter and Family's birthday, year anniversary this month, which is awesome. So what's up, guys? So welcome to the show. So let me tell you who we got. We got, we did, uh, before we started, we um, picked who was going to be drafting in what order and epic film guy Nick uh, got that honor and he picked the draft order for this week. We're doing Christmas movies because it's Christmas movie season. So up first, we got Shane from Now That I'm Older podcast. He's got, uh, he's number one. We have Paul who's joining us all the way from across several ponds from the Countdown Movie and TV podcast in Austin. Are you from, are you in Perth? Where are you, Paul? That's right. Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia. So he's the one that's got us, uh, here late at night, uh, trying to figure this out. Then we got Rick Mancrush from Poop Culture Podcast, myself uh, in the fourth position, and then Nick, who picked this order, decided he was going to pick fifth. So Nick, Epic Film Guy, Nick from Epic Film Guy's podcast, is uh, rounding up the draft order. So um, number one, I just want to thank everyone for uh, for participating. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all you guys. Um, I think I'm the youngest one in terms of uh, being a part of the Potter family, which is uh, an awesome group to be a part of. So I just want to thank you guys for even agreeing to do this. I appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. Happy to be yeah. here. Thank you for having me, man. Definitely. So just because we got five guys, we have five rounds. This might take a little while. We're just going to jump right in. Okay. Mm. So we've been, we've been kind of talking about this via email for the past like month and a half. So we've got our list of our favorite Christmas movies. We have our draft order. So we're just going to start drafting right now. So let's get ready to rumble, gentlemen. We got first on the board. We've been talking about this since he got his name picked first. Shane from Now That I'm Older, um, you have the first pick uh, in the uh, Fantasy Movie Draft Christmas Movie Edition. Go ahead. What's your first pick? You just let's write make- down Die Hard and skip to number two. Let's make this, <laughs> let's make this really official. I'm going to put on my best Roger Goodell and say, with the first pick... In the 2016 Christmas movie fantasy draft, now that I'm older, picks a Christmas story. Ooh. Sorry, I think that's I think that's uh, a tryout. So why number one? It's the ultimate Christmas movie. It has everything that you want. Ralphie learns a lesson. You get the belief in Santa Claus versus the non-belief in Santa Claus. I mean, a kid sticks his tongue to a freaking flagpole. Uh, there's Wizard of Oz references during the movie. It's one of those movies that, in my opinion, every single year, even if I miss 
all the rest of the Christmas specials. If I miss everything else, I always make sure to make time to watch A Christmas Story from the beginning to the credits at least one time every single year. I think that's a solid pick. Hey, Paul, my question for you, Paul, is is A Christmas Story as big uh, in Australia as it here? I mean, it's basically on 24 hours straight for, for Christmas here in the States. From my perspective, no. No. Because I've never seen it. I've never oh. seen it on TV. I've never seen the option for it. So this whole Christmas story Shit. thing completely blew my it, mind. It's a garbage, don't. Are garbage. you serious? It's <laughs> garbage? Wait a second. Who, that was you, Nick, right? <laughs> it was. You think that A Christmas Story is garbage? Oh, I hate it. I despise that movie with a fiery passion. Oh, please explain. <laughs> this is Nick's one of those guys that hates Forrest Gump just because everybody else likes it. I love Forrest Gump. Are you kidding me? I also hate Forrest Gump. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. No, Paul doesn't hate Forrest Gump. He just hates happiness. That's but, true. <laughs> Negatron. But A Christmas Story is like the most like Americana, 1950s uh, slice of life. Like, How can you not like that movie, Nick? Oh, I, it's Patrick Swayze is not in it. Films. Come on. Yeah, well... <laughs> It's just one of those films, and The Wizard of Oz is another one of these great examples where, you know, I, I get why everybody else likes it. It's just not for me. I just, when I watch it, I just stone face the whole time. It, nothing about it engages me. I just don't find anything particularly interesting or entertaining about it. I just think it's flat and junk. So first, Jesus Christ, but you hate Wizard of Oz. That's That's... Well, I do. I respect its place in movie history. It did a lot of great, great things back in its day. But no, I, I can't stand watching that movie. Like almost killing Buddy Epson. Oh, man. <laughs> right? It, it kind of hurts um, my heart that you don't like this movie, man. I, I think, quite honestly, what it really comes down to is the fire of life inside Nick went out long ago. <laughs> and we're just all dealing with it. You know, we're just living in his world now. We zero so. on his heart like in the Grinch, and it's grown. <laughs> exactly. like it's, it's it's shrunk. You could barely see it uh, anytime this movie comes on. Apparently, yeah. It's it, it's ah. <laughs> uh, this is this is what we deal with all the time. Anytime I have the arguments about you know any sort of shit, Star Wars, the new Star Wars movie, the Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, Gremlins is not a Christmas movie, shit like that. Nick is always at the center of going, uh huh. So. <laughs> wow, what a way to start. So. Shane off off the takes a Christmas story off the board number one first first pick of the draft. We're gonna go uh, to Paul for the for the next pick. What do you got, Paul? This is very very easy. It's been an argument that Shane and I have been having for a long long time, and I could not possibly go past it because it is the best film that ever <laughs> that involves Christmas. It has a big Christmas party at the start. It has then everything that should be associated with Christmas: action, adventure, quippy lines, and a really bad guy. It's Die Hard from 1988. <laughs> yes, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, disappointed that Shane didn't take this just first off the board, just so he could talk this out with us. Because <laughs> Shane, ever since I found this out, I just I see you talking about it with other people over Twitter, and every time I'm just like, I can't, I I don't get this. Please, please. So I heard your your podcast where you talked about this. And I was just waiting for you to defend your pick. And like the biggest defense that I heard you when you were talking about with Kenny and Kenny was putting up a good defense of this was it didn't have the Christmas spirit or something like that. Explain. So you don't think it's not a a fucking Christmas movie. It's (laughs) not 
a Christmas movie. As I've said millions of times, my argument is you would not look at Rocky and go, well, that's a Thanksgiving movie. No, it's a fucking boxing movie. Just because it happens to happen around Thanksgiving doesn't make it a Thanksgiving movie. Just because Die Hard happens to happen around Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. There's no Christmas spirit. There's nobody learning a lesson. I mean, Hans Gruber learned the lesson that gravity will take over if you get thrown out of a fucking window. But See, lessons were learned. Yeah, a lesson was learned. <laughs> No, John McLean learned that party. walking on glass hurts. No, no, there was no Christmas feeling from this movie whatsoever. <laughs> great action movie. If we were doing a list or we're doing a draft of great action movies, there's a good possibility this would have been in my first couple of picks. But we're not doing a list of that. We're doing Christmas movies, and it's not <laughs> a fucking Christmas movie. That's my personal defense. I have no way to communicate. The, as much as Nick apparently absurdly hates a Christmas story, I hate the idea of people thinking that this is a Christmas movie. That's just how it works for me. It doesn't have any Christmas spirit. Santa Claus is not at a central uh, is not a central figure in the movie. There's no reference to anything with Thanksgiving except every now and then there's a Christmas hat on somebody. His wife ended up being named Holly, and you put some Christmas songs in the fucking soundtrack. That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. You can't. You can dress up in a rabbit suit and go outside and hop around, but you're not a fucking rabbit. Rabbit, period. Hey Shane, can, Shane. I ask you a, can I ask you a question? Bobby, do uh, do you think Home knight. Alone is a Christmas movie? Home Alone centers around Christmas. Home Alone centers around him putting up a Christmas tree. Home Alone centers around him learning lessons during Christmas. Home Alone is completely centered around Christmas from the beginning to the end. They were all going on a Christmas trip. He was just going back home to visit his wife, who for, happened for to be Christmas. a cheating bitch eventually. I, who was that? Yeah, it was for Christmas at a Christmas party. He had a Christmas gift in the limo. Right. It said, ho, 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 I have a fucking machine gun. Motherfucker. <laughs> How much more Christmas like, do you need? That's a Christmas movie, man. No, it's an action movie that happens to happen at Christmas. Again, During Christmas. See my reference to Rocky. Happens around Thanksgiving, not a Thanksgiving and movie. And Rocky IV it's a happens fucking... during Christmas. Right. I think that Shane is But you still don't look at Rocky IV and go, well, that's a Thanksgiving movie. That's a fucking movie. That's the movie where Rocky beat the Russian, okay? That movie single-handedly won us the Cold War. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, I think but Shane is did tell his son here, Merry Christmas at the end. Shane's neglecting here the, the fact that... One of the most iconic things that Santa Claus says, yippee ki motherfucker, is John <laughs> McLean's catchphrase in this film. And I think you have to acknowledge that, Shane. Oh, I, I definitely move on here. I definitely acknowledge the fact that, you know, all the Christmas carols would be lost if the yippee ki motherfucker wasn't uttered at the end of it. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like there's some kind of PTSD, like Die Hard did Shane wrong back when he was like a small kid or, or like his parents or something. And they just like instill this hate of anyone who would even think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Here's here's the weird thing, and I know we don't want to dwell too much on the second pick of the entire draft before Google Hangout shits on itself, <laughs> but I was talking to a listener of Now That I'm Older and they were referencing this because we had said it on the podcast and they were like, you know, it's really weird that you said that because I didn't realize that other people had this same debate. She said she was walking through her living room and her boyfriend uh, or she, I'm sorry, she was watching Die Hard on TV and her boyfriend walks to the living room and says, oh wow, they're putting the Christmas movies on. This is pretty early. This is back in November. November. And she goes, yeah, they wait, what? Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. What are you talking about? He goes, of course it's a Christmas movie. And they had this entire argument. And she was like, I can't believe other people are having this argument. How can people think this is a fucking Christmas movie? So that's my piece. It's not a Christmas movie. You guys are all silly. I think that's a fantastic first pick, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I just hear denial, denial, denial in the face of overwhelming facts. But all right, let's go on to three. 
I mean, I even did a quick poll yesterday uh, just for you, Shane, and um, uh, not a ton of people voted on it, but it seemed to be a split of 75%, 25% that people said yes, 75% said it is a Christmas movie, and 25% said no. So it seems like... Did four people vote on it? <laughs> four people <laughs> voted on it. <laughs> Shane was Pretty one even. of them. So, <laughs> my voice was the dissension. <laughs> Okay, we'll move on. So, uh, Rick from uh, Poop Culture, you're uh, up next. Third pick, what do you got? All right, well, I don't think uh, this is going to have any controversy. All I'll say is uh, shitter's full, and we're going National <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ah, uh, damn it. That was my. Nice. That was definitely my next pick if it didn't come off the board. Solid pick, solid pick. Very so nice pick. Why, why for your first pick, Rick? Watch it every single year. You got Clark, you know... Eddie is like the best character in all of the vacation movies and he's got such a huge part in this movie. It's, it's fantastic. Like it's got everything in this movie. Um, plus it's, it's even though it came out in like 1989, I think it's timeless. You know, you don't think about like it not having cell phones and, and all that shit. You just watch it for the movie that it is. And I, I just love this movie. Out of all the movies that were on this list and all the mo- the lists I've seen for every other site or whatever, this had to be number one. So I'm glad that you guys picked those two and, and I got this one. I don't care what my other four are, but <laughs> I'm glad I got this. You know what is we? I think Christmas Vacation out of all the vacations is not only the most timeless, but I think it's my favorite. Is it anyone else's favorite out of the four? Oh, yeah. yeah it, absolutely. It definitely, definitely my favorite. And it's, it's the beautiful part of... Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for me is that it's kind of similar to a Christmas story for me is it encapsulates everything about Christmas, like how having relatives over to your house is kind of a hell on earth, um, how decorating for Christmas. I decorate the shit out of my house every year for Christmas. And the scene where he pulls out the thing of lights and it's just a huge fucking tangle and a ball of lights that it's. <laughs> perfectly illustrates how my life goes every like November when I start pulling out lights. I'm like, how the fuck did they get like this? What happened? Like, yeah, seriously, what's the deal with that? You could take any cord and put it in a drawer and it'll just be next to another cord and they'll fuck for like four months until they're so twisted (laughs) that you can't pull them apart. We have become one. (laughs) Paul, Paul, what's the view on Christmas vacation on your end? Yeah, that certainly gets uh, a, a bit of play down here and, and the whole National Lampoon series. Yeah, you can see it on public access television pretty much every other week. I nice. actually, I, I met Chevy Chase uh, a couple years ago because uh, they uh, filmed uh, Community uh, near where I work and he was, uh, he's an interesting dude. <laughs> he's a little crotchety. He's, he's a little yeah. crotchety. Yeah. yeah, he's a little crotchety. Yeah. Um, but I tried not to like interact with him too much because I, I hate when you like love someone like that and then they're like an asshole to you and like colors all your views everything about them exactly exactly he's one of the only ones from that whole saturday night live crew of like bill murray and dan Aykroyd and steve martin and all those guys that just kind of shit himself completely out of a career towards the end of his uh his hollywood career like even on community they were just like yeah he's a fucking asshole that's why he didn't come back for the last season because he's a dick well, I mean, he got in fistfights with Bill Murray back when they were doing Saturday Night Live together. So it's like he's been an asshole for a while, I guess. And some of the stories that I read about the dramatics that he had with Dan Harmon behind the scenes on Community mm. as well. Yeah, definitely didn't change much in the uh, 30 or so years between Saturday Night Live and that. Well, hey, one of the big one of the big things about Christmas Vacation, I don't know about you guys as a kid, was the... Um, the girl that sold the lingerie at that counter that 
Griswold was a bit nipply. Oh, yes. That scene, I was just like, as a little kid, I was like, I like this. This is nice. Uh, this is great. So, um, solid pick, Rick. So, we got Christmas Story, Die Hard, and Christmas Vacation off the board of the first round. So, I am next with my f- first pick of the first round. I'm going to have to go with Elf, gentlemen. Nice. Ooh. So, Elf uh, with Will Ferrell. Uh, we were talking about Timeless with uh, Christmas Vacation. I think this is going to be uh, one of those Timeless classics that kind of lives on forever. Uh, huge Will Ferrell fan. This was actually the first movie my wife and I uh, ever watched together uh, when we started dating. So it's got a little cinem- oh. sentimental pick to it as well. <laughs> but I, it, it's kind of hard to watch this movie without smiling several times throughout the movie. I think it's um, it's, pre- it's my favorite. It's pretty perfect. So uh, that would be when my you- first pick. When you see Will Ferrell sitting on Bob Hope's, uh, I'm sorry, Bob Newhart's lap, it, it's still like to this day, just like, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Just that scene alone, like Will Ferrell doesn't even have to do anything. He's just sitting there while he's reading him a story and it's fucking hilarious. Like I'll be passing by the television and see it on and be like, well, shit, I got, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. I can sit here and check this out and I'll just, <laughs> I'll join in with Elf. But it, one of my favorite things about Elf is it's a movie where you can come in 45 minutes or an hour into it and not feel like, you know, well, I can't watch the movie. I've missed so many great plot points it's one of those great movies to where it's so quotable and there's so many great scenes in it where like no matter where i'm at i just go ahead and join in yeah, it's such it's such a wonderful movie it really is it's got jimmy Kahn. i mean james Kahn in your movie basically playing i mean he starts out as basically the grinch and they they melt his heart basically throughout the movie i mean that's that's solidified for me that's it's a great movie it's a great movie so let's keep on moving uh we've got we've gotten to you uh nick Epic film guy Nick with his first pick in the first round. What do you got, Nick? All right. Well, there can be no number one Christmas movie outside of Frank Capra's 1946 masterpiece, It's a Wonderful Life. Come on. How has nobody picked this movie yet? It was on on my list. Calm down. Such a a brilliant movie. Of course, Jimmy Stewart in in easily his most iconic role. It, it, talk about quotable movies and talk about, I mean, this thing has just lived through pop culture. So many different, even modern day shows just do references back to this. Like Family Guy's done it. Simpsons has done it. It just, I, I love this movie so, so much. This one, it, it, the wife often laments the fact that she doesn't get me to watch too many Christmas movies with her, but this is one that I will park myself every single year to watch at least once. Cause I mean, talk about like, and Shane was talking about, that whole message kind of thing and that whole kind of uplifting warm feeling of a Christmas movie earlier. And this film is completely that movie. Like after he, you know, goes through the whole thing of finding out what like what life would be like if he had never been born, he's running through the streets, just all sorts of happy and jubilant and just the warm feeling that that I'm getting chills now, just thinking about it. Cause it makes me so happy. So, so yeah. what is, what is uh it's a wonderful life have that a Christmas story lacks for you, Nick, tell us. Oh, God, it's been so long since I've even made myself sit through fucking five minutes of Christmas story. Oh God. God. Oh. You don't even let your mother put soap in your mouth as a kid. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what you hate about this. This is this is, your, just, this is your die hard, Nick. You, we, we have exactly. To yourself. This is the hill you're going to die on, just like me with die hard. This is yours. Listen, I, I already know that uh, it's an impossible battle to fight because so many people cherish 
movies like this. It's uh, it's like go- the Goonies. I always get shit because I hate the Goonies too. God I damn knew, it, Nick! I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were one of those. Fucking... How are you an epic film guy? <laughs> I, I, I think we're I feel sorry out. for Justin. All the I listen to your show and I'm like, my name is Justin. I feel sorry for Justin. Having to defend how awesome Patrick Swayze is, too. I, I honestly feel like... But now that I, you hate the Goonies, too, I, I might... I don't know, Nick. I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm sure we'll crack into a few more Christmas movies I hate that's bound to generate some more controversy. <laughs> so, I know. This how do you movie feel about is The just... Matrix? How do you feel about The Matrix, Nick? I'm just curious. Um, Very actually it's similar no fried to... fried green tomatoes. Well... <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think about your uh so that was the first round we're over so Nick gets actually the next pick and I'm all I'm scared to see what you're going to pick but uh so with the first uh pick in the second round Nick wh- what are you going to go with All right You want to talk about pissing Paul off get ready or not Paul <laughs> Paul sorry you're going to want to talk about pissing Shane off Die Hard I'm going <laughs> I'm going with Richard Donner's 1987 classic Lethal Weapon <laughs> Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Not even on my list. Didn't he, uh, I didn't even look at Lethal Weapon to even have any opinion about it not being a Christmas movie because I was like, oh, it's so you far. Drive from a, a car into movie. the living room when there's a Christmas tree in the living room. The film opens to Jingle Bell Rock. It's just Riggs learns the value and the importance of having a family in his life after his fiance or excuse me, his wife is tragically killed and. Oh, it's it's such a powerful movie. Great performance by Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in that film. Such Did you miss warm... the part where uh, it's Jingle Bell Rock to a fucking yeah, Jingle Bell Rock right out of the opening of the movie? Hey, hey, hey! Listen, listen. She did not have a very merry Christmas. Okay. <laughs> number one. So number one, I love that Nick went from "It's a Wonderful Life" to "Lethal Weapon," <laughs> and number two, "Lethal Weapon" is way less of a Christmas movie than "Die Hard" is. So Shane's over there steaming. He's gonna. St- well, I'm I'm kind of sitting over here going, I think it's just epic film guy, and Justin <laughs> uh, Justin is having to carry it, and Nick is just on the show. I think that's really what it is. I think it's epic film guy, epic film guy, and, and, Nick, and Nick, and Nick. He ha- he. Epic All film right. guy I and a guy who has opinions go. on shows. <laughs> epic film uh, guy an, and that other guy who has opinions on movies that are shows. There's an epic coke go. bust in the movie around Christmas trees. See, yeah, so that obviously makes a Christmas movie. <laughs> that's that's, that's trying to count. And and the film ends with Murtaugh inviting Riggs back to his house for Christmas. Come to on, eat the world's worst Christmas turkey. After, That's it. After they beat the shit out of Gary Busey, which is, that is the worst fight ever. <laughs> oh, it is. Fight. It's terrible. It's like a 1950s. Will... Like... That's like a roadhouse fight at the end. That's why I like yeah. it. Let me, let, me go ahead, let me go ahead, though, and be honest and say as a kid watching this movie, when he burns himself with the lighter, I, I honestly was scared as shit sitting in my chair. I was like, dude, that must burn the fuck out of him. Dad, why would he burn himself like that? What's wrong with this guy? Something's wrong with him, Dad. Make him stop. And he was like, shut up, son. It's We've been saying movie. the same thing about Gary Busey ever since. <laughs> exactly. Make him stop, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I, solid pick. I've got to wash. I've got to wash the taste of this terrible, terrible fucking pick out of my mouth. Um, I, I've got to move on. I've got to. <laughs> All right. I'm going next, guys. So uh, Nick's got It's a Wonderful Life and now Lethal Weapon. I'm going with my second pick. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, with my favorite iteration of, uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, I'm going to go with Scrooged. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Phone me. So Bill Murray's my favorite actor. Uh, and, uh, I think Scrooged is, uh, kind of a underrated 
you don't hear it as much as uh, Christmas Story or Christmas Vacation, but I think it's fucking solid. I, I, I love that movie. I think it's awesome. Uh, Nick, I, I hate to even ask. Scrooged? Um, that version of A Christmas Carol I've actually never seen. You've never seen but- Scrooged? Nope, never seen it. It's it's actually, when I was going through different lists of Christmas movies today to kind of call together the films that I wanted to pick through, uh, that was one that kept popping up, and I was like, God, how have I never seen that movie? Because I love Bill Murray, too. I think he's fantastic. So it's one of those things that kind of hit my short list. I will add an addendum to that, Shane. By the way, all those lists of best Christmas movies of all time, every single one had Die Hard in it. <laughs> We're still talking I, I, I pulled I pulled that up today. I pulled a couple lists up, and I saw Die Hard like way at the fucking bottom. And I was like, well, at least if, even if it's on the list, everybody else recognizes that it's a shitty fucking representation <laughs> of a Christmas movie, even though they may think it is. But yeah, Scrooge. No, it's it's one of those movies that's made my my short list. I've seen a couple versions of A Christmas Carol. Uh, that's just one of those one of those like kind of all time classic holiday stories. I absolutely love that story by Dickens. So. You know, I, th- I will sit down for pretty much any adaptation of it. I'm just, I'm surprised I haven't seen it, to be honest. I it's think it's it, classic it, Murray. Classic it, Bill Murray. It's great. It's got, uh, he plays like a TV executive that, you know, is a hard ass at the beginning, goes through the same trials and tribulations that all the Christmas Carol Scrooges go through. And then at the end, he's got this really kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I feel weird to call it touching, but he's got a touching speech that he does about basically what he's learned and how it's changed him in front of uh, live television. Uh, they're doing like a, a live version of a Christmas Carol and he butts in and like, he's got the crazy Bill Murray hair and he's talking about how he, he wants to change his <laughs> life and he wants to do good and all this stuff. And you're just like, this is Bill Murray. This is pretty awesome. So I strongly urge you, Nick, to see uh, Scrooge if, uh, you have a, a second uh, during the the Christmas season. Uh, this oh, season. I absolutely, I absolutely plan to. It's I believe I can. I believe it's on HBO this month too. If you've got HBO, Just, it's on. It's on Netflix. There you go. It's on Netflix. Watched it watched it like a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah please yeah, yeah. watch it and Beautiful. get back to us, man. Because like I said, this is. I, it's one of my favorites. I, I think it's a classic that doesn't get enough play amongst all the stuff that you know, all the other stuff that gets a lot, you know, all very nice, very nice. So I uh, love the movie. Yeah, uh, just just one thing. Like uh, the biggest problem I have with the whole movie, like. Karen Allen is a like dolt. Like, I why did out of all the women they could have picked to be his love interest, they picked Karen Allen. Oh no, just kind of like ruined it for me. You don't like Karen Allen? Ugh. No Raiders of the Lost Ark fan? No, nah, she doesn't do it for me. It, I mean, it, she's back in the eighties. They made terrible casting choices for women. Sometimes, like the chick who—I forget her name. Her name escapes. It's all me. about who could fill out the shoulder pads. The chick who exactly <laughs> the chick. I heard like you guys were talking about with Kim Basinger. I was laughing about that for the uh, Batman review, by the way. But um, when it came to to leading women, they just had this terrible casting idea. Sometimes, like Sean Young should have been uh, Vicky Vale and shit like that, or the chick who played um, Adrian in. Um, and Rocky was just, I mean, what was that? That was like a car accident on her face. And they just, they were like, yeah, this is the girl <laughs> that would be the love interest to the world heavyweight champion. Of course. <laughs> yeah. She did get better looking as the years went on. Yeah. But the first one, she was atrocious. Oh, let's be honest though. Like it, it, it only rolled back a little bit. Like they might've knocked out a dent or two, but it was still an accident. <laughs> oh man. This is true. So, and you missed out on Bobcat. Oh, Bobcat, Bobcat Goldwing in, in this. In, it was. Oh Scrooge. my God! 
Yes, uh, it's it's amazing. Now I definitely have to see it. But, but he's not doing like the crazy, you know, where he goes into the the bobcat voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Rick, you got the the next pick. Uh, you picked Christmas Vacation first. What is your second choice? All right. Well, you just stole Scrooge from me. I thought that that one would make it all the way through, and obviously it did not. It's a good pick. Uh, I'm gonna go completely opposite to Vacation, and I'm gonna go with Krampus. Krampus. Wow. Now I haven't seen Krampus yet. Has anyone else Very seen Krampus? Good. I have seen. Krampus. I have not it's either. Good. I have not. Please explain Krampus for people that might not have seen it yet. Well, Krampus is like like a mystical figure, uh, like the evil part of Christmas, and I had no idea what the fuck it was going into it, and uh, it, I didn't see it in the movies. I saw it well after. And I, I only watched it because I had nothing to do one night. And I I was like, oh, I'll give this like a little bit of time. And, you know, it has Adam Scott in it. So I was like, I like Adam Scott. I'll watch this. And I gave it like 10, 20 minutes. And the horror factor in it is actually pretty good. It's not a lot of gore. It's, it's kind of funky. I don't want to give away too much if you haven't seen it. But uh, Krampus himself is like just awesome looking. I mean, just petrifying. And uh, the cast in it, it's got a little bit of a comedy factor to it, but not too much. So it's not really, um, it's not campy at all. It's it's just a really well-made movie. And uh, just like reading some of the comments on IMDb, uh, seeing people just shit on it for it, it being a 6.3, which is hilarious because I think that's right where it should be. But that's my second pick. I'll go with now, that. Now, are you trying to go with the more uh, rounded out approach, different types of Christmas movies to, for your picks? Is this your your next favorite Christmas movie that's still on the board? Well, what kind of strategy are you working with here? I, I'm trying to fill out all five. I, I'm looking at it from a football approach. So I'm trying to fill my team rather than picking uh, five quarterbacks. Got it. Got it. Respectable. Okay. Paul, so you like Krampus as well, Paul? I do. It was a good film. Enjoyed it a lot. Now, is it I'm like not, uh, scare in terms of the scare is scariness? Is it like violent scary? Is it like more like PG, th- almost PG 13 like scary? It, it's a little both because some of the scenes are pretty intense. Um, but some of them are, they don't really show much. It's just assumed. But there are some scenes that are like, wow, I can't believe they just did that. And it's yeah. PG 13. Yeah. For a PG 13 film, I thought a couple of times this is way darker in tone than i would have thought they could get away with but it's from the guy who wrote and directed trick-or-treat so that's not all that surprising really okay especially with the kids is there kid stuff is but is there christmas spirit in it because if there's not shane doesn't think it's a christmas movie even shane (laughs) will be able to say this is a christmas film i do know that the krampus is the story of krampus is like a historical thing where like you know parents used to scare the shit out of their kids it was like if you were bad you know santa's not going to visit krampus will and he'll fucking kill you um, so I know that that's like an actual story. So I get Shane, that. That but was I'm, in Shane's house. I'm exactly, <laughs> and that was for my little brother. I was the fucking the rule follower in my house. But my, uh, I'm not a scary movie guy. Like you can name every scary movie that's come out in the past twelve year, twelve fifteen years. I'll be like, nope, haven't seen it. Nope, haven't seen it. I just don't watch them. Like my wife and son love scary movies. They'll buy like B scary movies and just sit around and watch them. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And people ask me why, and I'm like, because there's plenty of shit to be scared of in the world, like taxes and shit like that. There, I don't need to scare myself. <laughs> I'm solid. Yeah, welcome to the dynamic of the Epic Film Guys podcast because that's <laughs> Justin literally sucks up everything possible horror related, and I, it's just not my genre. I just cannot get into horror movies at all. Krampus. I'm gonna have to check that out. Okay. All right. Um, next up, Paul from the countdown. 
Paul, what do you got? So you went first with Die Hard. What is your second pick? It's a little bit like Man Crush. I'm going to try and vary up my picks and not just go down the same line. Like it would be very easy to go kiss, kiss, bang, bang and give Shane another heart attack. But <laughs> instead, <laughs> I'm going to go with Bad Santa, the original, nice. of course, from 2003. Oh, because Billy Bob Thornton. Because A, it's all about Christmas. Yes. It's set at Christmas. It features a character dressing up as Santa Claus and it's funny as all hell. There's I numerous re- scenes in this movie that just, if you don't giggle through them, you, you have a black cold heart, just simply put. I mean, there's just, he is the antithesis to what you want Santa Claus to be. He is just so opposite of him in so many ways. And then the, the, uh, Thurman Merman character that they introduced during the movie just kind of brings a humanity to the character. And it's, it's one of those movies that you just really want to fucking hate this guy. You do not want to hang out with him, but by the end of it, you're kind of rooting for him. I wonder if the character in Bad Santa thinks uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. <laughs> and we were talking about Bad Santa 2 earlier. Apparently, it's not good. Not good? Uh, Bad no. Santa 2 is a no. train wreck of terribleness. The When Kathy Bates can't save your script, you fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they took, a, they took long enough to make it. Uh, it's like, uh, did they have a good reason to make a second one? Apparently not. Is no, that one of those things where it's just been too long since the first one, or is it just yes. because the script is so bad? Look, it's both. And also, I think that there's he goes through a little bit of a redemptive arc in the first film, a little bit, and it kind of, you, you leave that film feeling like, okay, he's going to be a better person, and this film basically shits all over that, and doesn't bother to make him a better person by the end of this one. So, so this is Terminator 3 to the original's Terminator 2. Got it. Yep. <laughs> gotta, gotta leave something for Bad Santa 3, apparently. Oh, God, there will be no bad Santa three. There will not. This is this has died a messy, gory death. Except for that news story, did you guys see that from this past week? The uh, the mall Santa that told the kid to stop eating so many cheeseburgers in North Carolina, my <laughs> home state. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, awesome. Damn break. Do you? I mean, do you blame him? That kid was kind of chunky. Yeah, yeah. It probably hurt his leg. I mean, come on. <laughs> his mom shouldn't be angry. I'm sure his mom's probably uh, pretty big herself. I think people wow. are outraged about too much, and th- and that one's kind of on the edge there. That that kid, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to life in 2016. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. put your big boy pants on, though. I get it. I mean, he's a mall Santa, and he probably had gotten pissed on and puked on and stuff like that enough to that point where he was like, "Man, fuck this kid, and fuck him being fat." I, I've had enough. <laughs> and that's, it was probably just the end of a really, really bad day. But I think the problem these days is there's way too much news for everybody. So you get to hear about everybody farting or coughing or sneezing. Back in the day, you could kill somebody and leave them in the street and just move on and be like, well, that didn't happen. And everybody just acted <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. It's cool. Nowadays, it's like, dude, as soon as you post something online, like within three or four seconds, your mom will look at it and you're like, you probably need to look at that. That's that's a little bit insensitive. <laughs> Yeah, Shane, Shane, you got the next pick. Um, You had a Christmas story with your first pick. What's your second pick? My next pick, um, I got asked about this earlier, and I have to say unequivocally, I think this is an absolute Christmas movie. My next pick is the last time that uh, Macaulay Culkin seemed like a real normal kid. It was Home Alone. The original uh, Joe Pesci, uh, the other guy, which all I know him as is the voice from The Wonder Years. Um, it's just Daniel Stern. one of those movies that <laughs> one of those movies that as soon as I see it, I'm like, 
I fucking love this movie. And the background is kind of like, uh, Justin, you had the, you know, Elf being the first movie you and your wife watched together. There was a good point in my life with me and my little brother where this was the only movie we owned. Not only Christmas movie we owned, the only fucking movie we owned. And we watched this thing like it would turn off and be like, what do you want to do? You want to watch it again? Eh, let's watch it again. So we'd rewind it and watch it again. It was just one of those movies that me and my little brother watched religiously over and over again. And it just became a part of our culture. When it got to be Christmas time, it was time to watch Home Alone. So that's my next pick. Go ahead and shut on it. It's funny Nick. that you pick Home Alone and you hate Die Hard because it's Home Alone is like the kids version of Die Hard. <laughs> exactly. I don't hate that. I, I don't hate I was Die about Hard. To say that. I hate the idea that people think that's a Christmas movie because it's an action movie that happens to involve Christmas. This is a Christmas movie that happens to involve action. I love action. that we're still talking about Die Hard this far <laughs> in the whole, the whole thing. It will. We're just going to compare every pick to Die Hard. <laughs> exactly. Is, the, is, is this uh, as good as the Die Hard pick? I love Home Alone. Well, love Home Alone's Home Alone. a fantastic film. Everyone love Home Alone. Can we at least agree on Home Alone? Yes. Stick, yeah. in, a, stick in an applause sound effect there. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul I, know yeah. I know you're trying to kill this movie in your head. Is there anything you hate about this uh, movie? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not my fave, but that's okay. Everyone else likes it. I can accept that, unlike <laughs> certain people with other facts. <laughs> hey, when you're right, you're right. I will say that I, Justin and I have had this argument on the podcast before, but I really, really don't care for the sequel, only because it's really just a carbon copy of the first film in New York. And I just... I, it's just in no way captures the originality and the magic and the wonder of the first film. So I, the sequel, I'm not at all a fan of. But yeah, the original film is wonderful. But the sequel How? has the woman with the birds. Don't you remember the woman with the birds in the sequel? <sighs> How they got to a third movie, I'll never know. Okay, losing your kid one time. That okay, that sucks. <laughs> Second time, that's bad fucking parenting. You're a terrible fucking parent. Period. But, but no wait, question. it wasn't even it wasn't even Macaulay Culkin in the third one. Of course they did, they lost him because it was a whole different kid altogether. So <laughs> this doesn't even look like our son. <laughs> but the idea that they made a third one, they're like, well, we're gonna do another home alone. No, dude, you're just you're making movies about bad parents at this point. That's all this is. <laughs> Love Home Alone. Okay, Shane, you got you uh, you got another pick coming up. With the first pick of the third round, what you got? I do, and I think this might be the first pick that I have that's a little bit controversial because some people argue, is this a Halloween movie or is this a Christmas movie? My next pick is A Nightmare Before Christmas. It's totally a Christmas movie. Totally. Or is it a Halloween movie? Because the whole beginning of the movie is just centered around Halloween. It's Tim Burton, you know, just one of the only times that him and his uh, man love child, Johnny Depp, were split up and they had to go off and do their own separate thing. But it, it, it there's so many Halloween things to it. It's, that's why I've had this argument with a couple of people before. Like, no, it's totally a Halloween movie. It happens to talk about Christmas, but it's a Halloween movie. And I'm like, no, dude, it's all about Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but isn't basically they're like, oh, we're we're immersed in Halloween, but we really long for for Christmas, basically. Well, the main character Jack longs for Christmas. He wants something different because his life has become stagnant. He's just basically to a point where, you know, he's starting to hate good movies like Forrest Gump or A Christmas Story. <laughs> um, what, does he think wow. about what does he think about Die Hard, though? Um, he, wow. thinks, he thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which, you know, that's what makes him want to go find something to involve himself in Christmas. Now, I can let him get by on that because, you know, he's the main character of the movie. He's not trying to run a <laughs> podcast about films and doesn't understand good movies when he sees them. <laughs> Damn. 
Shots fired. <gasps> show us where it touched you. Show, show Thank us. God, show Shane us and Nick are separated at opposite ends of the countdown <laughs> of the draft. <laughs> we definitely are. Dude, I mean, I'm looking at the board, and I think Shane's got three solid picks uh, here with Christmas Story, Home Alone, and now Nightmare Before Christmas. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. So, Paul. You have Die Hard and Bad Santa. What is your uh, pick in the third round? So keeping with the theory of I need to be, uh, I think, beyond my window of what's the best Christmas films. So I'm going to step away from what I would pick now, and I'm going to pick what I think the masses like more. Having not even controversially seen this whole film, I've only (laughs) seen bits and pieces of it now. It's Miracle on 34th Street from 1947. Never seen it. How how can you not get any more also Christmas never than seen it. Oh, Santa being on trial for being Santa? There you go. I, I've heard things about it. I've seen clips of it. I've walked by when it was on television, but it's never been something that made me go, well, yeah, I should involve myself in this because I know about the justice system when I'm like, you know, 10 years old and really believe in <laughs> Santa Claus and shit. Well, not 10, more like seven. And I really believe in Santa Claus. So I should definitely check into a movie where they're accusing him of being a criminal. That's the thought process when no, I saw it. Insane, like, insane. They're basically saying he's insane. So again, I think I as a, I think as a kid, I just kind of shrugged this one off because I was like, "How dare they put Santa on trial? Like, <laughs> who are they to you know you dampen Son the of Christmas a spirit?" Bitch. Exactly. And the, I think there was a so remake. Anyway, there we go. I'm, there was a there remake is a remake, and, and the remake is apparently dog shit. It's usually I, what I, happens with shocking. <laughs> I love that you picked a movie in the third round that you haven't even seen all the fall. Nope. That's right. <laughs> Who cares about uh, personal uh, integrity when you're trying to win? Oh, that's right. So, yeah. So, we're going to put these uh, these picks up uh, on Twitter and see what people think of uh, everyone's picks. So, um, go with Miracle on 34th Street. So, uh, Rick Mancrush from Poop Culture, you're up next. What's, what do you got, man? All right, so now I'm going in the middle of my last two picks. So I had uh, Christmas Vacation, then I went with Krampus. Now I'm going something in the middle of the two. I'm going with Gremlins. Nice. Stole that one hundred percent a Christmas one. movie. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, I mean Gizmo's a, a Christmas gift. I mean you yeah. can't get any more Christmas than that. Plus, this is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Totally. So. Very nice. Yeah, I think this so is the. I think uh, Gremlins is the first movie I saw to drive in. Talking about a movie that you, if you watch it way too young, can kind of uh, scare the screw, shit out of you. It is scary as up. hell. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't want a puppy for Christmas. No. <laughs> what if it turns into a monster? I don't want one. No. I I, I just I I remember uh, seeing the the scene where Phoebe Cates explains what happened to her dad uh, <laughs> at oh, Christmas geez. and and being like, what the f. Basically. <laughs> what the crap? Oh shit! Uh, that was the next. Yeah, so I, go ahead. What, so why was you that? Like I was six, I guess, when my parents brought me to that. So they're they're pretty fucked up in their own right. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, watching it back again, it's a it's a timeless movie. It's uh, it's awesome, you know. And uh, Gizmo's adorable. Still got my Gizmo doll in the studio. Uh, can't get past without that. And then uh, you know uh, what, what's his name? Zach uh, Gilligan. Was awesome in this movie. I think it was probably the last thing he was ever in. And, uh, <laughs> His career died yeah, right afterwards. <laughs> and then you had the 
the uh, the old shitty old lady who gets shot out of her uh, that automated stair thing. Miss Deagle, it's a great, it's a great movie. Yeah, bitch. Not nice. to mention the iconic soundtrack, which is just awesome. And, and Stripe, what? Stripe was kind of like pure evil, like evil personified. Like it just, it, he was so opposite. I think the the way that movie was done, and my opinion is, I waver between this is a Christmas movie, this isn't, but I kind of agree more it is because this movie is centered around Christmas. It's all around you know learning lessons and all that shit. Um, <laughs> but when it comes down to the way the movie was constructed, it was done so well because they kind of put it up as like, hey, this is a kids movie with evil you know demonic monsters that might kill you and eat your face. Um, (laughs) but come see it anyway. And they did such a good job of making Gizmo like love and just joyous and great. And he's singing with Billy and that's great. And then Stripe is trying to fucking kill people left and right and just causing general havoc. It's one of those movies that for me, every time I watch it, I just get this happy feeling because evil is vanquished in the end and everything's fine. Even though, you know, Billy loses his gift. And the grossest part of the whole movie is not any of the gore stuff. It's when, the gremlins are eating the fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. And the, so the, the close up <laughs> shots on their mouths. And it's just like, oh, God, it's all greasy. And they're they're like pulling str- like shreds of chicken. Oh, God. I do oh, have a soft spot for when the mom shoves the one gremlin in the microwave. And turns yes. It <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love gremlins. Great pick. All right. I'm next. Uh, geez. Um, I'm going to have to go with my second uh, Christmas Carol movie. I'm going to go with Muppet Christmas Carol with this pick. Damn you. Nice. I love the Muppets, uh, and I love Michael Caine. I think this is uh, a great a great movie. I like it a lot. What do you guys think? Muppet Christmas Carol? Any fans? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but never all in one sitting, sadly. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. One of my, uh, I love uh, pretty much all the iterations of A Christmas Carol are awesome for me because I love the original story. The, the black and white movie way back in the day was like, oh wow, this is a Christmas movie, but it's old. Um, so I, when I watched that, I thought that was kind of cool, but you know, it's a black and white movie. And then when I saw a Muppet Christmas Carol, it was just like, wow, you know, they did it with like Kermit and shit like that. This is fucking awesome. So for me, I love any, any version of it, but Muppet Christmas Carol has a special place for me. Nice. Nice. All right, Nick, you're up next. You have a, it's a wonderful life and lethal weapon. What do you go with your third pick? All right. Well, I am, as you can see all over the map here and I'm just kind of trying, I think my strategy is more to, peg something that's going to appeal to one crowd and then another crowd and then another crowd kind of trying to wrap everybody in together on one pick or another so my number three is going to be love actually and (laughs) talking about movies that uh the wife makes me sit for every year i actually really really love this movie and this is basically a who's who of british acting literally like every film star in Britain is in this film and it's all these interwoven stories of all these different characters. And I I can't really do it justice trying to explain it. You just, it's one of those movies you just really, really have to watch the performances in it are absolutely fantastic. And it's a beautiful movie. It will make you sob like a baby. 
So, what's your, your favorite? What's your favorite story? There's obviously several different stories going on. What's your favorite story in it? Oh, uh, I, I it's in the wife can probably hear me in there, but I, you know, it's it's the Colin Firth story with the 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 girl that can't speak English. That's that's probably my favorite one because they end up. I think she's his nanny or his housekeeper or something. I can't remember. It's, I got to watch it again this year. We haven't watched it yet this year, but yeah, he's writing. He's writing a book like at his like lake yep. house or something, and she's. I mean, when you're just writing a book at your lake house, you need apparently a, a housekeeper or something to get yeah, things. Something right. like that, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 such a fantastic movie, and it's it really, really not every story has a happy ending because it's it's a very kind of real life feeling type of movie, and that's one of the things that I enjoy about it the most. Not every single one of these stories is wrapped up in a perfect little bow because these are presented as very, very real people, and that's one of the things that I love the most about it is how real it feels. So, yeah, I'm a big sappy fuck. So, yeah, that's my third pick. <laughs> what do you guys think about Love Actually? I think it's a it's a, a movie that guy. I mean, it's it's slanted towards the female audience, but I think it's one that guys can can like too. There's there's por- there's like s- subtle porn in it as well. So, Ooh, wait, subtle porn? Subtle porn? <laughs> is it, is, it's been no a while since I've seen it. Is it one of the stories about this this couple that are they're acting in a like a softcore porn together? And yeah, Martin Freeman's in that segment, uh, you know, from the UK office, and he played Bilbo in The Hobbit. It's a great movie. I've, I've never seen Love Actually. I'm I'm now very intrigued by the subtle porn. I got to be oh, honest. There you um, go, Shane. But I've never uh, I've never seen this one. I can say that I have seen Goonies though. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. God, <laughs> don't have to bring Goonies up. No. Okay. Listen, I being an epic film that, guy so. is about loving film as a medium, not <laughs> loving every specific goddamn film. Even the you know, really uh, hit, even the really iconic ones like Goonies. Yeah, <laughs> Goonies is a piece of shit. <laughs> or a oh, Christmas right. story. Also a piece of shit. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, epic film guy and the I epic film guy and the guy who has an opinion on films. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, you uh, went with Love Actually. You uh, got the first pick of the uh, round four coming up. What do you got? All right. Well, Shane picked uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm going to go with another Tim Burton film that is a wonderful, wonderful Christmas film. It is 1992's Batman Returns. <laughs> ah, nice. <Wow>. Very nice. <laughs> yes. I'm waiting for Shane. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, I, you know what? If you want to have the opinion that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, if people are going to vote on this list, Nick. I'm just throwing this listen, out there. If people are going listen. to vote on this list, and yours has Die Hard. Gotham's which, own a lot Santa of people, Claus. A lot of people love Die Hard as a Christmas movie, but Batman <sighs> Returns doesn't make it to any list as a Christmas movie. So Gotham's own yours. Santa Claus, Max Shrek. The Penguin attacks the party with a giant gift-wrapped box. One of the plot points of the movie is lighting the Christmas tree in Gotham Square. Oh, this film is entirely built around Christmas. Oh, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. Get out of here, Shane. Get out of here. <laughs> that was, that was great. you turning us on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a great line reading. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, Does I'm this just... mean we have to start fighting? <laughs> Just saying, looking at my list and yours, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Solid pick, Nick. Solid pick. Um, if you hate Christmas, 
<laughs> Damn. I've got It's a Wonderful Life on my list. Eat you do. Dick. You have one redeeming pick on your entire list. Oh, he, he, so went with that, he went with that one first so he can like keep coming back to it. Like, exactly. yeah, I mean, I've got, I, I, I have life. a good pick, though. I have a good pick, though. Just one, but I have a good one. All right, I, I've got to change it up uh, with my uh, my pick of the f- round four. I'm going to go with the kind of out there uh, horror entry called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Anyone else seen this movie? <gasps> yeah, yeah, no, of course. So this movie is another one we were talking about. Oh, which one we were talking about early? Oh, Gremlins, seeing Gremlins early. I saw Silent Night, Deadly Night way too early. And I don't know if you guys seen this movie, but there's a scene in it basically the guy who becomes like the serial killer of the movie and he's dressed up as Santa Claus through much of the movie as a kid uh, watches as his parents are murdered on the like the highway by this guy dressed up in a, uh, a Santa Claus costume and that's what kind of screws him up and later on that's why he goes crazy is because of this incident of his parents being murdered by Santa Claus so I saw this at a young age and uh, that and Gremlins kind of screwed up Santa Claus royally for me for for years. So, um, it's it's a, it's a crazy movie. Paul, I, I'm guessing Paul, you're the only one that's seen this. Has anyone else seen this? Oh, no, I've seen this too. Yeah, yeah. Rick's mean sure, it. Yeah. What I do you think? It. Oh, it's it's great. I, like I had this as my uh, my fifth rounder. If it was still around, I was gonna actually select this. It really reminds me of uh, like going and renting VHS tapes as a kid. Very nostalgic. It was always there. <laughs> Uh, when I'd go to red tapes, it was always there. Uh, I don't know how old you were when you saw it for the first time, but I remember there were like scenes where uh, the one kid's like watching uh, like people have sex in the car or something like oh. through the or through the door. Oh yeah. So I don't know how old you were, but there was a lot of shit going on in that movie. See, I grew I, messed up. I grew up in a video store, so I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what what uh, movies are rated movies that I could try to like sneak out and see at a very early age. And um, <laughs> I think that was probably one of them is, is, and there were several sequels to silent night, deadly night as well. But um, yeah, it's a crazy and a remake. Not that long ago, four did, or five years ago. Did you, I didn't even watch that one. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. Was it, it was okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Was that the one with, uh, what the hell is that dude's name? He's like a real serious actor and he played like the sheriff in it. I forgot the guy's name, like the older guy. Yeah, I, I don't uh, remember. If, yes. If, if, if like not, Paul. just move on. I can't remember the guy's name. Well, you're next, Rick. You got your uh, your fourth pick after Christmas Vacation, Krampus, and Gremlins coming up. Uh, what do you got for round four? All right. Well, uh, round four, I'm actually going with a staple. I'm surprised it's still around. Going Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the 1964 uh, animated cartoon it's a it's a staple it's on every single year uh it's gotta be on a list either that or classic um, dare i say so somebody gets it but that and frosty the snowman are two movies that have to be on lists well we know what your fifth pick is nah (laughs) (laughs) i I leave that for somebody else that that rounds out my list with uh, enough animation there but that's the wholesome part of the list oh is that stop motion that one the yes, stop it is the old old yeah. school stop okay. motion. Have you guys ever watched it at, like recently and realized exactly how sexist sexist it kind of is and how like more hardcore it is? Like first off, the uh, the whole scene where all the other reindeer are making fun of Rudolph 
Even Santa Claus steps in and goes, oh, he's nasty. You couldn't lead my one. fucking sleigh, you deformed <laughs> asshole. I mean, they, he basically just walks in and cuts his ass a new one. Like nowadays, it would have been like, well, here's a safe space, Rudolph. You know, everything will be fine. Back then, like when they go out looking for Rudolph and his uh, the wife is like, I need to go out looking for him. And uh, I forget who his dad was. Was it Donner? Where he's like, he takes and puts his paw across the mom's uh, chest and goes, no, that's man's work. <laughs> he's gonna go look for his son because that's man's work and i'm like oh my fucking god dude they drilled this shit into us as children what the fuck it was 1964 i mean it was a long time ago. i agree but at the same time looking back at it it's still on tv to this day you figured some upset mom would have stepped in and be like i can't believe how sexist this is my my favorite part, my favorite part is the uh, was it like an, an island of like fucked up toys where all these other fucked up toys were other misfit toys yeah <laughs> exactly that's a good movie that's a good movie um good pick Paul you're up next what is your round four pick well apparently I have to redeem myself after the last pick but I'm not going to do it this time around because I'm going for a film that this time I have seen the whole of it and it was kind of funny and cutesy and it gets a lot of play here on Australian TV it's The Santa Claus from 1994 starring everyone's favorite Tim Allen Ooh. That was a joke Damn it dude everyone's that was, that I thought was... he was going to say everyone's favorite cokehead Ooh <laughs> Bodumtis huh uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, it, well, the, for me, the Santa Claus is a great movie overall. It's it's got that same heartwarming, you know, Christmas movie thing going on. It was just a little too cutesy, I think. I mean, I love the yeah. movie, but it's one of those movies that it's like uh, Christmas Vacation. I can watch that anytime. I'm absolutely fine to watch that anytime when it comes on, whether it's Christmas or not. Same sort of thing with Gremlins. You know, as much as I begrudgingly hate to say it, same thing with Die Hard. This movie is one that I only want to watch during Christmas, and uh, it's not something that I even need to stick around for the whole thing for. I really don't give a shit about the ending or anything like that. It's just a funny movie from time to time. No arguments with any of that. I just think it's probably the most Christmassy of all the films on my list. So there we go. <laughs> and there's been several <laughs> several sequels of The Santa Claus as well, apparently. Sadly. Oh, well. Okay. Um, Shane, you're up next. Uh, what is your round four pick? Um, I'm going to have to go with Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the actual cartoon version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because as you're a kid, like for me, I used to uh, watch Sting and Ric Flair fight in, uh, in the NWA back in the day, eventually WCW. And I always kind of rooted for Ric Flair because he was a badass and he had the badass robes. And, you know, no matter what, he always found a way to win. And the same sort of thing with the Grinch. When I watch this movie, I legitimately root for the Grinch throughout the beginning of it. I'm like, yeah, man, fuck those people. They like left you up in the hills and didn't invite you down to the little Christmas feast and shit. Fuck them. Okay, go get their toys. And then the writers do a great job of halfway through the movie. You're like, man, the Grinch is kind of a dick. I can't believe he's so mean to these people. I don't know how so apropos that, it is that you that you chose how the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, yeah, that was a great pick. It, it, it seems like we're we're picking, trying to pick the the classics before we uh, end up things here. So um, that was your uh, the last pick of the fourth round, which means Shane, you got one more pick. This is the beginning of the fifth round, our last round. What are you going to go with? Oh man. Um I'm gonna have to go ahead. I've got two right here. Uh 
It's really close. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Frosty the Snowman. Um, because quite honestly, I love Frosty the Snowman. There's a lot of kind of fucked up shit going on in Frosty as well. Like at the one point, um, even you watch it as a kid and it's got this great message, you know, everybody's happy in the end and everything's great. And he comes back every year and that's awesome. If you go back and watch it, when the magician catches up with Frosty and finds out that the hat is actually magic, he actually locks Frosty into a greenhouse and melt ass to death right there in the middle of Take the, that fucker. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you and your hat. But um, melts his ass down. And then Santa Claus steps in like a gangster and says, if you ever touch this fucking hat again, you'll never get another goddamn Christmas present in your entire life. And it's like this great moment in the movie or in the little special when like fucking Frosty is dead and Santa Claus steps in and uses his Christmas magic and fixes everything. It's one of my favorite movies and I am shocked that it lasted until my pick. Oh man. These, You're it's welcome. Like, it's like they don't even watch these movies before they play them every year on, on broadcast television. <laughs> no, in the US. not at all. Oh man. So that's a, so- that's a solid final pick, uh, with Frosty the Snowman. Paul, you've got your final pick coming up. Um, what are you going to go with? Well, this is my obscure, out of the way foreign language one. So I don't know how much play it will get, but it's such a great movie and no one else is going to mention it. Oh, I thought maybe you might, Rick, but it, it slipped through your radar. So it's rare export to Christmas Tale. It's a Finnish film from 2010. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Okay, so you guys have seen it. I thought I'm, I might be the only one. Certainly Nick won't have seen it because it's two things he loves, Christmas and horror, put together. <laughs> so, explain to Nick, so explain to Nick what Rare Exports is about. So basically they're, I can't remember what kind of work they're doing, but they're excavating in, through ice and they uncover and, and basically pull out of the ice uh, Santa Claus, but a dark kind of Krampus version thereof. And once his elves slash little demons get wind of this, they come to rescue him from these innocent humans. And, well, it's it's a PG-13 horror film, a lot like Krampus levels. There's some disturbing elements in it, but it never goes full hog, way too deep and dark. And the kid in it is great. Yeah, his dad in it is all pretty good as well. There's some wonderful scenes that are, well, you can't describe it anything other than a Christmas film with that particular storyline. It's an interesting idea, but again, it's horror. And it's just uh, when I see the, ha- the tag horror, I'm like, no, nah, I'm yeah. solid. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd say it's more a dark fantasy than horror, but yeah. It, the, the story sounds intriguing as shit. Like I could just imagine the elves kind of like, um, oh, the ghoulies or something like that. You know, yeah, that sort very of thing. Similar. Yeah, coming in and just basically fucking everything up. Critters, that sort of shit. Great mm. pick. Yep, you're spot on. Rick, what is your uh, last pick, uh, your fifth round pick? What do you got? All right, so uh, so Die Hard and Lethal Weapon are gone, so I'm going with my poor man's version in round five to finish my list. It's Boomer Bust. This one's got uh, Charlize Theron's tits. It's got Gary Sinise, and it has the new fucking Batman in it. So uh, Frankenheimer did a, an awesome job with this one. The yeah. flick is totally underrated. I can watch it any time, and that's Reindeer Games. Oh, God. Bring it. Bring it. They had fucking five Santas that robbed the goddamn casino (laughs) in a snowstorm. I just want to know, Shane, have you seen Reindeer Games? I've seen parts of Reindeer Games. Um, (laughs) You know, whatever. At this point, I'm I'm spent. Um, I'm exhausted (laughs) from, from telling you guys how, you know, we, we are getting these voted on. He learned a lesson. Yeah, he learned a lesson. He did. 
I'm I'm looking at the list, and this is this is definitely Rick's one stretch. I think everybody. Well, no, I mean, Grim, some people think about Gremlins, but uh, even I have to say, Reindeer Games is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> Although Charlize Wait. Theron in that movie is fire. If no one's seen that movie, yeah, she's, just just for if her. Anything I got the hottest chick in any of the movies, so <laughs> I have to win. I win. She gets naked in that movie, right? I, it, she does. There you in go. The pool. Shane, do you remember that part? No, again, I've only seen parts of it. I've never seen the entire thing. So. Nick, have you seen Reindeer Games? I lamentably have not. Wow. You should check it out. I'm dead serious. Hold like, on. Hold on. Nick, okay. Nick, what's the name of your podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Epic I'm Film Justin exactly. with, with Nick. <laughs> And that other guy who has opinions on movies. Yeah, I didn't. When when I was younger, it, I don't want to get off on of too much of an aside here, but when I was younger, like my parents did not take me to the movies like all that often, like really at all. Like if I got to the, go go to the movies like once a year, that was like shocking. And so once I got older and like actually started working for myself and really started developing my love of movies, like there's just such a massive library of film to, to try to go back to and try to experience. And then when I went to college, that was like another huge blackout point because I just didn't have the money. I was so busy studying and just doing everything else. I was an RA when I was in college. So I just shut up, Shane, just shut up. You know what? You don't have to explain yourself. In this I love I movies. I absolutely love the medium of film. I've studied it. It's, it's just something that I'm extremely passionate about and I love it. Just because I haven't seen everything. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to supply you a list, Nick. We should all compile one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It couldn't be any longer than the list that Justin gives me. I mean, just from the movies that he's mentioned on our show, he's like, Nick, you've got to see this movie. And it's like, okay, it's on the list, Justin. The list is like 50,000 movies long at this point. Wait a minute. Kill, kill, it, killer clowns from outer space. Wasn't it, yeah. wasn't it Countdown? Um, isn't it Wayne who hasn't seen Godfather? Yes. yes. That's right. We're working on that as we speak. Oh, We're one review away from him having to watch it. So I just, that I'll, will sort that out. Don't worry. I should, that was smart. I'll, I'll create a me. second account to just go ahead and get that done, dude. I, I really will. <laughs> I just I, Godfather? Seriously? Oh, man. Well, I, I think I everybody's no asking Wayne. Everybody's going to bite off more than that they more than than they chew on that one, just because it's just a very long, very very drawn out kind of operatic build to the plot, and it just doesn't seem like Wayne's type of movie to me. And I think he's going to watch it. He's going to be like, "I didn't like it." <laughs> I can't wait to hear what he thinks about it. I can't either. I'm really excited for it, but at the same time, dreading it. <laughs> yeah, in the, dreading in the, it at the same in time. In the same way, Nick, that I'm waiting for you to finally watch Donnie Darko. I don't even like that movie that much, but the fact uh, that everyone has, has badgered you into finally watching it, I'm excited to see what you think about it. Uh, I don't feel bad. If you don't like it, I, I didn't like it at all. I, it, I thought it was okay. There's there's moments. I have, heard, I have heard mixed reactions for that one, so I'm not going into that one with the, the head of steam that I'm going into. Like when I went, to, I finally sat down because my wife loves the Princess Bride. She like fawns over it, and she finally got me to sit down and watch it. And I didn't think it was a bad movie. I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't like get the hype of it. But then again, I didn't grow up with it, so it's you know that's that separation there. All right, Should we blame Affleck for uh, derailing the draft 
<laughs> way off course. I, I think it was, it's, it's a good pick for number five, Rick. So I'm going to go, uh, a little nostalgic <laughs> with my fifth pick, my last pick. I'm going to go with, uh, Ernest Save Christmas. Wow. Nice. Any, Just because anytime I, you can work an Ernest in there, you have to. I gotta, I gotta, know what I mean? a, a draft without an Ernest movie is just not a complete draft. Hey, Vern. So, has, has everyone seen Ernest Saves Christmas? I oh, tried I to watch this Saves today Christmas. and I made it a quarter of the way through. It is free <laughs> on YouTube for anyone who's, who wants to know, but, uh, yeah, I was kind of raised on the Ernest movies and it's, uh, it's one of them. So, uh, <laughs> did you ever, did you ever report your parents for this? Like for the abuse that you had to endure as a child? Well, I mean, compared to seeing Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Gremlins as a young age, Ernest is barely innocuous. It's 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 you know it's a humorous film. So that is my last pick. Uh, we have one more pick left in the uh, Christmas fantasy movie draft, and of course that goes to Nick. Nick, you're the last one. What are you going to pick for your last pick? I've gotten a lot of shit from Shane mostly for not having enough Christmassy movies on my list. So I'm hoping that my number five pick will kind of round that out. An absolute treasure and classic. I'm going with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, Absolutely good pick. love this film. It's Charlie Brown searching for the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, everything that, that Shane and everybody else really has said again and again about so many of their picks about learning lessons and about just capturing that wonderful feeling of the season. This movie embodies all of that for me. Absolutely love this film. I know this has to be something that everybody else at least has seen. Definitely. I've seen it numerous times. I love it. It's one of my staples at Christmas to sit down and watch. And it's, it's, it just has that feeling to it that when you, when you see that on TV, you know, it's Christmas because it never comes on any other time, but also because it has that, I don't know. It just takes me back to being a kid and sitting down with my little brother and watching it and just having a great feeling when we got done. Awesome. Awesome. Good pick. Good pick, Nick. <laughs> so wait a minute. So that is the last pick. That means we are done. Let me read out these picks so uh, everyone knows what we're working with here. So Shane at the top, he has uh, the five movies, A Christmas Story, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated version, and Frosty the Snowman. Paul has Die Hard, of course, Bad Santa, Miracle on 34th Street, The Santa Claus, and Rare Exports. And then Rick from Poop Culture has National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Krampus, Gremlins, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Reindeer Games. I just noticed that those are right after each other. Uh, I've got Elf, Scrooged, Muppet Christmas Carol, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Ernest Saved Christmas. And Nick is rounding us up with It's a Wonderful Life, Lethal Weapon, Love Actually, Batman Returns, and A Charlie Brown Christmas. Booyah. Who? who, These are some good lists. Who who do we think has the best list here? I'm thinking... I'm liking your list, Shane. I've got to say... I, I am too, like, honestly. And it's, it, like it, it's, it's not just because, you know, I love all the movies and all that stuff. It's also if I'm drafting from 
my fantasy football experience and shit like that and using that same strategy. I've gone with movies that touch on a lot of things that people like. Some of the people, the biggest stretch I have is Home Alone as far as, you know, is it a Christmas movie or not? But it also has that action thing that people are going to want who like Die Hard and are wrong on the fact that it's a Christmas movie. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas also has the animated touch to it to where you're going to get to see a little bit of darkness. You're also going to get to see a little bit of light. And, you know, with the Grinch and Frosty, those are just staples. That's, you know, stories we all grew up with. Does anyone regret their picks or uh, have any uh, worries going forward here? Nope. Nope. I, I got no worries. I love my list. Solid. Suck it, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let, we'll let the voters decide. It, so, it, honestly, I, Paul will probably win because fucking everybody wants to just stick it to me on this diehard thing. I'll just be honest with you. That's legitimately what's going to happen. That's the reason Paul will win, Shane. That's the reason. If not, it'll probably be rare <laughs> exports. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna put this. We'll put this list up on uh, a Twitter and see what everybody thinks. But um, yeah, I think I think everyone did well. I'm even looking at Nick's pick, and I was a little worried when he went with "It's a Wonderful Life" for his first pick. But uh, Nick, you you did pretty well. I think you did pretty well as well. So, I think the polls have have some pretty good picks. Everyone did well. Everyone did well. So, before we go, number one, thanks everyone for for participating. In this this was awesome uh loved it loved it i had a great time talking movies with you guys hopefully we can do this again this is something that i want to do at least once a month to kind of change things up and uh kind of interact with other podcasts whether it be um you know potter and family podcast or whatever um big fan of you guys um before we go um i'm gonna go down the line shane where can everybody find you online uh, you can find us everywhere that you find podcasts online. Now that I'm older, dot com is our website, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Gmail, Twitter, everywhere that you can find stuff. But it's at I'm older PC on Twitter and on Gmail. We're on every Thursday. And like I said, if you can find an RSS feed, you can find our show. I wonder what Kenny's going to think about your picks. What do you think? I think Kenny's probably going to love uh, Paul's list because it has Die Hard and Bad Santa on it. Um, Kenny would fall somewhere between Paul and Nick uh, when it came to the list. I don't think he thinks of Batman Returns as a Christmas movie, but he's also surprised me with some of the weird shit that he's into. So I, think I don't know. I want that to be an Ask Kenny question in the future. Is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? We recorded our uh, our actual Christmas uh, stuff today, and I wish I would have done this before we did it because I have like uh, us talking about White Elephant and how stupid it is, and um, like our favorite <laughs> Christmas gifts and shit. So I wish I would have gotten a chance to record that like tonight with him. Awesome, awesome, Paul. We appreciate you uh, getting up in the morning over there in Australia and talking to us. Where can we find you guys online? We thanks first of all, Justin, for organizing this. It's it's great to be a part of it and to get to have a chat to some of you guys. Sometime, some of you for the first time has been fantastic. Uh, you can find us on the countdown movies and TV dot dot com. We're on Twitter at the countdown PC and pretty much on every podcatching app that, that you can find. Awesome. Awesome. Love the countdown. Love you guys. Love all you guys. Rick man crush from poop culture. Where can we find you guys? Hey, just like these guys said, uh, you know, thanks for, uh, for having me on. You know, I'm completely blown away when I listen to these guys talk about movies. Uh, poop culture is not all about movies. So you guys, your knowledge is just insane. Uh, we talk to a lot of people that are in the movies, but don't know as much as you guys know. May have seen more movies than Nick, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Probably a but you can that. find us on uh, poopculture.com. If you go to radiomisfits.com, we're also on there. And again, we're on every RSS feed on the planet. 
You guys have a lot of great guests. Love the Lloyd Kaufman uh, episodes you guys do. Love mm-hmm. Lloyd. He's awesome. Um, He's great. Yeah. Nick, where can we find you, man? All right. And uh, yeah, just to echo what everybody else has said, thank you very much, Justin, for putting this together. This was an absolute blast. Um, we're Epic Film Guys literally everywhere. Any podcatcher all over social media, just search Epic Film Guys. You will find us. Um, although we're going to change it now, it's going to be Epic Film Guy. And then with Nick, we'll be written in like italics <laughs> down below, like kind of curving underneath. In small, font. really small lettering. <laughs> really, really small. That's awesome. So yeah, no, yeah, Epic Film Guy is literally everywhere. This was an absolute blast. You guys are awesome. Uh, you can find uh, me. Uh, we are at So I Married a Movie Geek uh, on Podbean. We're on Facebook. We're uh, known as Movie Geek Cast at Movie Geek Cast on Twitter. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this was an awesome time. Uh, it was great to talk to you, all you guys about Christmas movies. I'm even more excited about watching some more Christmas movies now. I got a, a couple weeks t- uh, to do so, and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, taking part. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, man, for having us on. Thank you, dude. Peace. Guys. Later, guys. <laughs>